Hey, welcome tonight, guys. Welcome. Hope everything's been awesome so far. Hope you had a good time in worship. Hope you had a great time in Temptation Teams as well. If you have cell phones, could I ask you to silence those? That'd be great. Just to make sure. See, right? Mine's silence right there. Just in case. So, tonight I'm excited because it is the beginning of our brand new series entitled Doors. And I have to tell you, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, doors are these common objects that we deal with on a daily basis. I want you guys to do something for me, okay? Remember this. Write it down if you need to. Keep track. There's little note papers if you guys would like this. Um, there's notes on each one. If you guys in the front row, you have to turn around. You have to look back there. Guys in the back row, you'd have to reach up over top of people in front of you probably. But there's note paper and pens. What I want you guys to do for me is tomorrow... Tomorrow, I want you to count from the very moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep how many doors you use in one day. From the moment you wake up until the moment you go back to sleep, I want you to keep a running total, either on a piece of paper in your mind, of how many times you operate a door. Now let's think of this. If I wake up in the morning, I walk out of my room, count with me, that's one. I go down the steps, I walk across my hallway, I go into my bathroom and shut the door behind me, that is. I finish brushing my teeth and I go back through, that is. I walk over to the coffee machine, get a cup of coffee, walk over, get a cup of bowl of cereal, walk in the living room, sit down, eat. Then I go back in, throw my dishes, go back upstairs, go back through my door, that is. Go ahead and get dressed, put on my clothes, get ready for my day of work, walk back out, close the door, walk downstairs, go to put on my shoes, remember... I forgot my keys, walk back upstairs, open my door, grab my keys, walk back out the door, go back downstairs, put on my left boot, forget, forgot my knife, my light, my uh, screwdriver, walk back upstairs, open the door, grab my stuff, shut the door, walk back downstairs, put on my shoes, go ahead, tell my mom I love her, give her a kiss, and walk out the door. How many? No, it's just one door. Just, that's just one door, okay? Let's not, get, let's not get ridiculous here, okay? I'm just saying a door in general. Okay, if you guys want to do that, you can go ahead and do that. So how many is that? All right, 11. Okay, so see what I mean? That's just at the beginning of the day. Then I'm going to go to work and do all that. I want you guys tomorrow to count how many times you operate a door in one day. From morning to night, keep track of it, bring it back next week. And I want to see... How many doors we operate? Yes, car doors count as well. Um, car doors would work. Um, <laughs> were you freaked out by the fact I heard that? Hmm. No, a doorway doesn't count. You have to operate a door. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you unload a door at Menards, that counts too. Thank you very much. All right, so... Doors are these very simple objects that we use on a daily basis. I would even, I wouldn't hesitate to say that we use them on a, on a bi, tri, quadra. I mean, I used that door, you said 11 times I used doors before I even exited my house. That's only in like the first hour that I'm awake in the morning. Crazy to think about that. Doors in the physical sense, okay, take us from one place into another. They'll bring us to a new location, They take and open us into a different area, a new world. 
Likewise, there are doors in our life. And what I mean is this. There are pivotal moments, pivotal decisions, pivotal, pivotal uh, directions that we will take in which will open us into a new area, will take us into a new place, into a new world in our life journey. There are doors inside of our lives that we will come to that have the ability to take us somewhere where we want to go or take us somewhere where we really, really don't want to go. There are doors that are going to show up in our life that might seem simple and harmless, but as we open them up and we walk through, they might lock behind us and we can no longer get out. You'll come to doors in your life. So over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about these doors of our lives. We're going to talk about a whole range of subjects. You guys have the ads so you can read what we're specifically talking about. But tonight we're talking about doors to purpose. Doors to purpose. And I dare say this is probably, hopefully, uh, one of the funnest messages. You guys were smart for being here. Man, invite everyone. Get a ton of people to come next week because it's awesome as well. Next week we were talking about doors to uh, distraction. But this week, doors to purpose. Very exciting. When I was just a kid, people used to ask me, Cameron, when you grow up, what do you want to be? And my very first response was, a mechanic. A mechanic. Why was my first response a mechanic? Can anyone tell me? Because my dad was a mechanic. Because my dad was a mechanic, and I loved him so much. Anytime we did something, man, I idolized my dad. When I grow up, I want to be a mechanic, just like my dad. Well, as time went on, and I went in, you know, graduate you know, your, your basic grade school, going to middle school. People ask me, Cameron, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anymore. You know what? I just don't. Now, as I went into high school, um, beginning area of high school, you know what I realized? When I grow up, I want to be a doctor. I would be a kick-butt doctor. Don't let anyone fool you. I swear, if I would have pursued that, I would have been pretty awesome. I would have been a good doctor. However, you know what? Why did I want to become a doctor? Mostly because of money. That's the reality. It's true. I wanted to become a doctor because they make lots of money. And you know what? How many girls can turn out a guy saying, I'm a doctor? It's pretty hot. So anyways, basically because of money. But you know what? As time went on and I went farther on in high school, you know what happened? My heart began to shift again. And by the time I graduated high school, doctor was no longer in my sights. And instead, what it put on my heart was ministry and was a focus on God's, God's calling in my life. It's amazing how fast, how quickly the direction of our life can change, isn't it? I mean, have you guys seen this in your own lives? Have you guys seen um, where at one point you think you're going in this direction and somehow you swing an entirely different direction in what seems like overnight? It can just change on an instant. Um, Tell me this. We'll just do a quick survey. How many people are the kind of people who've had a hundred different things they wanted to do and have said it? How many of you guys have said, I don't know, for the last, like, 20 years? There's a few of those? Exactly, right? All right, cool. Yes. Whatever the case, whatever the case may be, I would wholeheartedly bet that this audience as a whole has been at some place in their life feeling directionless, feeling as if, you know what, I really don't know what purpose I have. I really don't know what direction I'm supposed to go. I don't know what the next step is. I would dare to say, I bet you every single person in this room has felt that. If not, come and talk to me because you are an anomaly, man. So not knowing what could come next and what the right decision to make is, not knowing what doors I should walk through, what doors I should not walk through in my life. Really, really confusing that. Um, 
There's probably even still others in this room that probably would say, you know what, that time didn't just exist in the past. I'm sitting in it tonight, okay? As I sit here tonight, I have no clue. In fact, I have no direction. You could open the door and crack me in the head, and I probably still wouldn't know whether or not I should go through it or not. The door could fall on my head, and I wouldn't know whether or not to go there. You know, as tonight as I sit here, you know, I really don't have a clue. We could be in all different places. Some guys say, yeah, I think I got it figured out. Others say, no, nah, I don't got it figured out at all right now. Not at all. But I would agree that probably as a consensus of this audience, we would say that life planning, direction, you know, what door is supposed to walk through, isn't probably our strongest topic, is it? Probably not our strongest subject of our lives. There's other things that we know a lot better. And here's what I want to tell you tonight. It's okay. Breathe a sigh of relief. It's okay. It really is. Um, Many of us, I think, a lot of times feel like we're standing in this this tremendous hallway with doors lining both sides. And like people are saying, pick. Pick. Open a door. Come on, get going. And we feel like this really, really heaviness. Like, oh man, God, what door am I going to go to? They all look the same. I really don't know what I'm supposed to do. It's okay. It's okay if you feel this way. You shouldn't feel heavy and you shouldn't feel bad about this. Although... Your guidance counselor would probably disagree with me. (laughs) You are not a horrible person for not knowing what direction you want in your life right now. I'm sure your guidance counselor would disagree with you. Like, well, what do you want to do with your life? You're how old? Are you 20? You still don't know what you want to do? I'll freak out on you. But you're not a horrible person for not knowing what direction you want to move in yet. You're not some sort of bad person. You you aren't an outlier in that. Years ago, um, when I was still in middle school, okay, and day was about over. I've, I've worked at, my, at my, father's, my father's shop since I was in sixth grade. I've worked there every single day after school. So, I mean, I've, I don't know if you can do the math on that, but it's been a long time I've worked in our shop. As the day was coming to an end, I went and I decided to wash my hands. And there's this guy working for us, this older man who had come, and he had worked for us for a little while as a machinist. I was washing my hands. He said, you know, Cameron, he says, um, are you planning on staying here? for a while, staying here for like the rest of your life, making this a career. And he says, you know, do you know what you do, want to do when you grow up? Is this what you want to do? And I said, you know what, man? I said, I really don't know. I really don't know. And I said, I, I just, I don't know it yet. And he says, you know what, Cameron? He says, it's okay. He says, I'm 50 years old and I still don't know what I want to do with my life. He says, it's hard. He says, it's really, really hard to say, I want to do this for the rest of my life. He says, you know, a lot of things change over time. People ask when you're younger, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I dare to say, probably most of us say, I don't even know if I want to grow up yet, okay? People are always rushing us, but we don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't want to grow up right now. I'm just a kid. But I think probably, probably the biggest problem I see with this direction phenomenon is people's perception of it. The way I see it, and listen to me on this, write it down if you'd like, because it is quite revolutionary, There are two different types of directionless people in this world. Only two. They all fall into these categories. Two different types of directionless people. And the first is what I like to call the talker. The talker. Ah, the talker. This is the person that always has some grandiose idea. Some amazing things sitting on the horizon. In fact, um, they always have this, this next big thing. And you know what? It's not just an idea. It is rock solid. I am moving in this direction. I have everything set up, and I'm ready for it. I had a cousin like this. I had a cousin like this. I only saw her about once a year at Christmas. But what's funny is every Christmas, 
she had a different rock-solid <laughs> approach to what her life was going to be. Every year, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be this. She doesn't even hesitate. You know, wh- what do you want to do with your life? Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing it. Just rock-solid. First, it was, um, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a language teacher. That's really good. You know, that's, that's cool. You can really do that. Well, next year when we come back, you know, um, how's that whole teaching thing going? You know, I decided I don't want to be a teacher, actually. I am going to be a doctor. That's, that's great. You know, that's, that's really cool. So talk about doctor. Yeah, get everything all set up. We're going to take care of this. You know, I have people who connect. That's cool. Next Christmas, come back. Oh, so how's the old doctor? You know what? I decided instead I want to be a veterinarian. They don't have to know quite as much as a doctor. <laughs> a little easier to become a vet, you know, and they're animals. So I really like animals. So I think... You know, I think I want to move in that direction instead. Well, that's really great, and hear all the different things with that. And you come back, come back the next year, and yeah, you know, how's everything going with that? And you know what? I really don't want to pursue that anymore. Can anyone guess what she wants to be next? No, no, it's good. No, she wants to be a lawyer. A lawyer. Oh well, that's you know, that's great. That's a lot different than a teacher and a doctor, but that's great. Oh, I'm becoming a lawyer. Oh, I'm gonna be a lawyer. I mean, rock solid. Ugh, that's. That's my life. You know what? You come back the next year. So how's that whole lawyer thing going? And I, I, I swear to God, when I, I think the last time I asked her, I was honestly smiling when I asked because I'm like, I'm waiting to hear what is going to be the response. You know what? I decided not to go with lawyer. It's cool. What do you want to be? I think I want to go into politics. <laughs> I want to be a politician. I'm thinking we could start with something like, a, uh, you know, like one of those lobbyists. And you know, I really think I want to go into politi- politics, maybe become like a senator or, or a congressman someday. You know what? That's great. God bless you. I'm sure that has a rock-solid foundation, and you'll just move forward in it. But you see, there's these talkers, and they always have this next big plan of what's going to happen, and they're, they're rock-solid. Um, man, I just say, come on. Ugh. But right next to those people, right next to the talkers, is the ones I like to call the realists. The realists, okay? And here's what they are. They're the people that when you say, hey, what do you want to be when they grow up? They go, meh, meh, I don't know. I don't, nothing really interests me right now. I don't really, I mean, you know, what am I, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really care. Um, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And you know what's funny is, this is more like me especially. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what I want to be. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. But these people get the bum rap. These people get the bum rap of what happens. Every single time they're like, oh, you just see them going back and they're like, oh, I wish, wish she was more like, like his cousin. She's going to become an astronaut now. And, you know? These people, these realists get this, this bum rap because they think, you know what, well, they, they really aren't going to do anything with their life. But you know what? A lot of times, guys, I don't know how many of you guys are realists in the room where you said, you know, I really don't know what I want to be. Man, I got your back. You know what I'm saying? I'm not much for talkers who just make up the next thing you're going to do. But, you know, the realists just understand, I really don't know. And I'm honest enough with myself to say the fact that I don't know where I'm going right now. Not to say that there isn't going to be something, but I just don't know. I really see people fall in these two, these two categories when it comes to directionlessness. And, I mean, I fell in the more of the realist version. I don't know what you guys do, but I got your back, realists out there. I got you. But here's what I'm here to tell you tonight. Whether you are the, the talkative talker who just brings out all these ideas or you are the most real realist who just says, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what direction is for my life right now. 
I want to tell you this. Just because you lack direction in this moment, just because you lack direction right now, just because everything doesn't seem perfect, and you know what, I don't know which door to open, doesn't mean that there's not great and mighty things right around the corner for you. Just because when someone asks you, you know, what are you going to do? And you know, you realize the fact that I've said 10 different things in 10 different settings in the last five years. Or if you're the person that says, I have to give my stock answer. If I don't know, they're going to think they have, no, they have no goals at all. But I want to tell you guys that no matter where you're at in that, just because you don't have a direction and you can't see a bright purpose right now, doesn't mean that there's not an amazing and bright purpose set ahead in the future for you already. It's not. Doors to purpose exist whether you're looking for them or not. The doors that are going to lead you into what everything you want to be deep down inside, even if you don't know it yet, they are there waiting for you. And there are awesome things on the horizon. Don't let anyone tell you just because you don't know right now where you're at that you're going to become a failure in life. Don't let anyone tell you that just because maybe you don't know every bit of purpose right now that you, you, know, you won't become something down, down the road. There are great and mighty things in your future. Let's just take a quick moment to look in at, at some examples of this, okay? Let's look just very shortly at people who are probably told, man, they lack direction. Mm. They're really not following the paths that we could, you know, that we see as pyrite for them. So real quick, let's look at some people who never finished college, never got a college degree, which I'll tell you that much, like nowadays, like, <gasps> gasp, you didn't finish college, oh my God, oh, they're never going to get a good job the rest of their life, <sighs> right? I mean, like, man, gasp, people just like, would be, would be so, oh, that's horrible, right, you know? Let's look at some people who never finished college, and let's look at what they become, does anyone out there like presidential history? Anybody? Few people like presidential history. Good. How about these names? George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Martin Van Buren, Zachary Taylor. Oh, my good old boy Abe, Abraham Lincoln, my man, my man. Andrew Johnson, Grover Cleveland, and Harry Truman. None of these men got a college degree. And yet they were some of the I mean, ground floor, United States of America shaping men. These guys took and really built the foundation of what the United States would become. Do we need to turn on fans? We have fans on. All right. How many of you guys just like history in general, in general industrial history and, and just amazing things that have happened in the past? Okay, good, good. I'm a big fan of just history in general. If I can learn about what happened in the past, I'm interested in hearing about it, okay? How about these men who never, ever got a degree? John D. Rockefeller. This man was super rich. I mean, super rich. He probably had more money than most people have nowadays. Like, probably Bill Gates, like, if he probably did the comparison, he probably still had more money. That man was uber rich. He figured out how to really make in- industry work. How about Thomas Edison? One of the men who is credited as some of the most amazing inventor of all time. I mean, one of the most, the most amazing inventors of all time. He created so many cool things. And how about this? Orville and Wilbur Wright. Two bicycle mechanics who figured out how to fly. No college degree at all. 
awesome, isn't it, to think about the advances that were made from even just those three men who never, ever went and got a degree. How about literature? Anybody English literature fans? Yeah, great classic novels. Ah, well, then this will go perfect with you. How about these names? Tell me if you've ever heard of these names in classic, in classic novel history here. Mark Twain, William Faulkner, and Ernest Hemingway. Never, ever got a college degree. Those men represent some of the most pivotal works of literature in our history. Countless number of other books have been based off of the inferences and connections that they initially wrote. I mean, these men were literary giants. Probably all of you were forced to read some of their books in high school. And I'll tell you, I mean, these guys, these guys are pivotal in what English literature did. Never, ever got a degree. Never finished. How about sports? Russell, I'm sure you're raising your hand. Indeed, indeed. Um, who's the man who just went directly from high school and went directly to pro, pro basketball? LeBron James. Never went and got a college degree. Said, you know what? I don't have to go to college. I'm so darn good. They'll just take me right out of high school. And they did take him right out of high school into the NBA. How about this one? This one blew my mind. Lance Armstrong. Never got a college degree. I mean, this man lives strong. You know what I'm talking about? Like... This dude is, I don't, how, I don't even remember how many Tour de France. It's, it's, it, it's ridiculous, okay? I mean, this dude is hardcore. Never got a college degree. I mean, he's been in tons of different things. How about entertainment? Entertainment, people who've been in the acting, in the acting biz. How about this? The classic Marilyn Monroe. Never a degree. Steve Martin. Great classic funny man, Steve Martin. Charlton Heston. How about this? One of the, if I remember correctly, he still holds the record for the most movies ever made, being in them. Does anyone know? Elvis Presley. Never got a degree. I think if I'm right, it's like 33 films that he made. Crazy. Ridiculous amount. You can check that on, on uh, Google or something like that. Uh, Kristen, John Bon Jovi. Never got himself a degree. And yes, for all you gals out there oh, who love Aladdin, Walt Disney never went and got himself a college degree. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? I mean, Walt Disney, um, I mean, his theme park, the things that he created in, in child entertainment, man, they've been mim- mimicked and mirrored hundreds of times since then, haven't they? Never went and got a degree. Never finished one. How about this? How about technology? Here's two names that you might already know, but you might be surprised. Both Bill Gates and Steve Jobs never finished their college degree. These are the two men, literally, these are the two men who are the cutting edge of computer technology fighting with each other. The ideas of what computers are doing right now are both basically, I mean, the two most leading developers, neither of them finished their college degree. How awesome is that? I mean, they're attributed for, I mean, some of the most, Bill Gates is one of the richest men in the world. Never finished college. It's amazing. Dropped out to pursue Microsoft. What I mean to say about this is this. I am certain that probably a lot of these people, at a moment when they dropped out of college, they decided to skip college, I'm sure there were moments in each of their lives where people looked at them and said, you know what? I think they're going in the wrong direction. Yeah, I really don't know if they got it, if they have that direction yet, because, yeah, that seems really scary. That just doesn't seem right. But you see, that even though they might not have followed the same direction that a lot of people would have pointed them in, that a lot of people would have said, this is where you need to go, great and awesome things were waiting right around the corner for them. 
Even though I'm sure at times if you talk to some of these people, there were probably moments during that time period where they probably were thinking, man, you know, maybe I should really, should really focus on this, but you know, this really is drawing my attention. And great and mighty things came out of them, staying t- sticking to it and going forward in it. Um, one that really b- blew my mind, I saved the best for last, best for last of all these names, okay? Never went to college, but accomplished amazing things. Accomplished amazing things, and the name might shock you. One and only Britney Spears. Huh? Hit me, baby, one more time. Huh? She was, st- she was hot back then. I'll tell you the truth. She might be a little freaky now, but she's still a good-looking girl. Mm-hmm. The one and only Britney Spears never graduated college. So uh, let that be a direction. So, but with all of this... With all of this, what am I saying? Am I saying right now if you're in college, you should drop out? Am I saying that if you're, if you're planning on going to college, you know what, just quit. It doesn't matter. Look at these people made it. You don't have to go to college. No, that's not really the point of what I'm saying. It's um, not really the point at all. Um, if you're planning on going to college, go ahead and do it. Education isn't a bad thing at all. Man, if you, if you want to get educated, go ahead and go for it. Um, but what I am saying is that even if there's a moment of, of purposelessness where you don't know, you don't know yet. Great and awesome things can be right down the road for you. And that even if your life lacks direction, there is a direction for you that's waiting. Awesome things that are waiting for you. And there are doors with your name on it. There's a really awesome section in the book of Jeremiah in the Bible. I don't know if you guys have ever read Jeremiah, but it's a pretty cool, he's a prophet. What he was did is, is they asked him, basically God asked him to go in and talk to the people and, and tell them about their wrong ways, okay? And in Jeremiah... In the 29th chapter, he's talking to the exiles. What these are is these were God's people. When a new king came in, he took and basically captured the land, took everyone away from their hometown, and took and brought them over to Babylon and took and made them captives. These people were away from what they felt was direction. They were away from what was, what was right and solid in their life. And in Jeremiah 29.11, this is a cornerstone verse in the Bible that we should all remember. He says this to him, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. These are the words of God to these exiles in a different country. And what's really cool is we can parallel this directly to our lives. People say, well, you know what, that was God talking to the exiles. But you know what, God doesn't just say one thing to one person. You know what I mean? It, he's expressing his very heart in this, in this verse. He's talking to a people who are lost at this time. He's talking to a people whose dreams have kind of been plucked away from them. He's talking to a people who probably feel very directionless. They've been removed from their land, taken from everything they know is, is theirs, and they sit at a place where they really don't know what's going to happen in their life. And what is God coming to tell them? He comes in to say, you know what? I have amazing plans for you. And they're not for destruction, but they're plans to see awesome things happen in your life. We can take the exact same thing and apply it to our lives. Just as the Babylonian exiles, that's where we might stand tonight and say, you know, I don't know what direction I'm going in. And God is saying this, I have great and mighty plans for you, not to harm you, but to prosper you and see great things happen. See, just because we might have it all figured out um, just because we don't have it all figured out doesn't mean that great things aren't waiting for us. Um, like I said, the statement of the exiles can be applied to us, and it can be, it can be 
I mean, laid word for word to us. Um, if you want to take, it's a really cool deal. Take and copy it. But then where it says for you, take you, erase it, and put in your name. Because that's literally what it is. And take and write that out and keep it with you. For I know the plans that I have for you. Insert your name here. Declares the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. That's what God wants to do for us. Um, so if there is a direction, because God's saying, you know, even if you can't see it yet, I have awesome plans for you. So if there is an amazing plan laying out there, and there's doors that are going to lead us there, how in the world do we find them? Because that's really the question. How do we find them? Believe it or not, we are not going to find these doors by seeking some sort of oracle, by finding some sort of wisdom, you know, some, some prophet or, you know, like uh, like they were saying in that clip, some man from the Himalayas, some holy man of the Himalayas to tell us what the direction is. But instead, even though it might sound really, really cheesy, if we want to find a direction, we have to start by looking inside of ourselves. It really is true. If we want to find the doors to our purpose, we first have to look inside of ourselves. And I want to focus on two things, just two simple things. You can go ahead and write them down if you want. Keep them in your mind. Two simple things that are going to take us forward to the purpose that we have in life. Here's what they are. First and foremost, ask yourself this question, what do I love? What do I love? What makes you excited? What interests you? What makes you have more fun than anything else in this world? What gets your heart pumping? What makes you excited to share with somebody? What widens your eyes? What makes you happy? As crazy as it sounds, I know it does because we think, man, what do I love? Very few people actually consult what they love before they decide on a direction for their life. Very few people take and say, what do I love? You know how most people actually decide on what they're going to do with their life? They hear about it and they say, yeah, I think I could stand to do that, and they do it. But instead what we can do is we can consult with ourselves and say, what do I love? Man, what do I, what do I have passion for? What do I want more than anything else? What do, I, what do I live to see happen in my own life? And then begin to move, to move in that direction. These things that are part of us are not there by accident. They are there for a reason. And these are the parts of our life, if we move in that direction, that are going to keep us happy to the very day we die. These aren't things that we can forget and let slip by us. This isn't something that we can just say, you know, I love it, but eh, I'll do this instead. And the second thing is this, what are you good at? I know it sounds really simple too, but it's true. Just as important as what you love, what do you have skills in? What can you do well? What can you do better than the average person in? What makes sense with the skills you have? What stands out and says, you know, I, I'm actually pretty good at that. I can do that quite well. Or you know what, at least I can do that better than a lot of other things I can do. I'm really not that good at that, but I'm not bad. I'm not bad at that. The skills that we have will lead us to things that we can be good at. And, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, let's face it, whatever we do with our life, we want to be able to do good at it. That's a common thing with humans. No one wants to spend the rest of their life doing bad at something. We want to find something that we can be good at, and we want to do it well. That's, I mean, just who we are as humans. So we need to look in a direction that we say, you know what, I can do this well. 
and I can move in that direction for my life, in that direction as a career, just, you know, as a life direction for us. More than likely also, if we are good at something, we'll probably usually love it too, which is good. They kind of fall hand in hand. They fall hand in hand very often. They might seem really, really simple. They might seem like small, small questions. But, you know, when you start to ask yourself them, they get a lot bigger. They get a lot bigger when you say, what do I really love? What am I really good at? And then begin to think about, what direction do I need to move in life to follow these things? What direction can I move to keep these central in my life? If we aren't looking in these directions for our purpose and what doors to walk through, we will be destined for disappointment and oftentimes failure. If we don't move in a direction that follows our loves and follows what we're good at, very, very often we will fail. Very, very often we will be disappointed, and man, life just kind of sucks. You know what I'm saying? If we can't do something that we love and do something that we're good at, not going to work out so well. Some of you may be thinking, you know what, that's not very spiritual. I thought I'm coming to a church. I thought I'd hear, you know, some with your wise word from God on how I need to find direction and, you know, maybe like some sort of prayer calendar and some sort of fasting regiment. Um, it's going to really just open my eyes to what God has for me. Um, but I want to read you real quick in Psalms 139. And just 13 through 5, it says this. This is David speaking to God. He says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb, and I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full and well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Really like that. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one day came to me. You know what David is saying? What David is saying is that I wasn't just made by chance. I didn't just spring out one day and you say, oh yeah, you know what? I forgot about that person. Oh, I better get working and, and figure something out for their life. But you know what he says? He says, you know, you were there when I was knit together, when I was being built and put together in my mother's womb. And you were there as my heart started beating inside of her. And you were there at the moment that I was birthed into this, into this world. And you were there when I was a kid and I scraped my knees. And you're here now with me as well. Although those things might not sound super spiritual, they really are. Because if God was there watching and helping us be woven together, don't you think he did the exact same things in our minds and in our spirits? God was there placing passions placing skills inside of our lives from the very beginning. He says, I knew the plans for your life before you even had one. Before day one, he already knew everything. He already saw everything that was going to happen in our life. Where do you think those passions and those skills in our life come from? They come from God. They're beautiful gifts that he has put inside of us. Beautiful directive gifts of where we can move forward and because he has these great plans for these gifts that he's given us. You know, um, I just heard a speaker, um, I was at this convention, and this guy was talking about direction for, our, for their lives, and um, very, very good. I love what he spoke. And you know, when he, talked about, um, when he talked about our passions, which is so much, man, passion is so important. He talked about the picture of God 
And he says, a lot of times I think people think that God's like going to be like, you need to walk this direction, then you need to turn right, then you need to go in this hall, and you need to do this. He says, you know, I have two sons. And he says, one of the most common, if not the most common, picture of God in the Bible is that of a father with kids. And he says, you know, I never understood until I had kids. He says, but I don't want to decide what my sons are going to do with their lives. He says, each of them are different. Each of them have loves and each of them have passions. Each of them have things they really care about. Maybe the other one doesn't care at all about it. But he says, you know what I do want to be? Is he says, I want to be there that when they start talking about their love and their passion, I can encourage them and say, you know what, you can absolutely do that. And he says, as they start to develop that and say, you know, I think I need to do this. He says, I want to be the guy who's there to say, you know what, you can do that. You can do it. And he says, and you know what, I want to be the dad that when my son says, you know, I want to do this, I'll be the one who's real with him and say, you know, buddy, you might want to look in a different direction because that doesn't really fit you at all. You know what I'm saying? He says, I want to be that dad that helps my kids find what's, what's really my direction in life. And he says, you know, the same thing applies with God. He says, God wants us to look deep inside of ourselves, find what we're passionate about, find what we love, find what we're good at, and begin to move forward in it, and he wants to help us in that. We need to find the doors that are then moving in that same direction as that love and those skills. A great resource to identify the things we love, the things we are good at, is often an outside source. Even though we're really smart and we know ourselves pretty good, um, it's really smart, really wise to bring in an outside source. This can be people like friends, family, siblings. Sometimes they know you pretty darn well, uh, especially parents. They know you since you were little kids, and I know sometimes they might not be the wisest, I'll admit. They might know things about you that you might have even forgot. And they can help you in the direction you want. And if you really, really want a heavy hitter in your side, you can consult God. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. If you want to move in, in direction in your life and your passions and your love, you can consult God. Now, let's think about this. God is the creator of the universe. If you're going to have someone giving you advice, it might be a pretty good one to look into, isn't he? He's the one who created the door. <laughs> that was his invention. Not man's, it probably came to him, you know, some guy someday. It was a God invention. Beautiful idea, right? Um, this knowledge is all in God's mind, and that he can help us. He can help us in that direction. Who better to direct us to doors in our lives than the very maker of the earth? There's this verse in Proverbs, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and it says, Trust the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him. And it says he'll do this. He'll make your path straight. It says that if you trust God, you say, you know, God, I really need your help, because I believe the fact that you can help me find a direction in my life. I have this passion. I have this love. I have these skills. I want your help to see what I can do with this. And it says that he can take that windy curry path, and he can pull it straight so we can find the way. That's awesome. So I, I encourage you, open up yourself to the help of God. Open up yourself to being helped in that. A few little things to you. These are very applicable. Just because I want to make this as applicable as possible. As we start to look in direction in our life, in what we love, and in what we're skilled in, here's a few things I want you guys to remember. Okay? Don't move through a door just because someone is holding it open for us. Don't move through a door just because someone is here and has it propped open and saying, come on, buddy. Come on, let's, let's go. Go ahead. You know, okay, I, I got it. I got it. Boom. This happens super, super often. You know what happens a lot in? 
Family. Family. Um, family has a business. Well, why don't you go into the family business too? You know what? Here, I got this door propped open for you. It's easy. Just walk right through. You didn't have to twist the handle. I got it. I already unlocked it. It's cool. Go ahead through. It's not good enough. Don't go through a door just because someone else already has it open for you. We're going to talk more about this one later, but here's one, that, here's one that I like. This is one that a lot of people look for. Let me show you this. You see if, you see if this doesn't fit your guys' uh, mentality here. A lot of people look for this door. <laughs> Don't they? People walking around like, which door? They're like, hmm. Hmm. It's a lot of cash. A lot of people will move through a door just simply because there's a lot of money involved with it. Hence, Cameron Graper, mid-high school range, wanting to become a doctor. Just because there's a lot of money on the other side of this door doesn't mean it's good enough to open it and to walk through it. We're going to talk more about that one, especially in these next couple weeks as we unpack more about, man, what direction, what distracts us. How about this one? As we think about our future, you need to dream big but you need to dream big realistically. You need to dream big realistically. This is a cool one. Think about this. It is awesome to dream big and mighty dreams because, like I said, these men here, um, Wilbur and Orville Wright, they're bike mechanics. They created sustained flight, okay? Awesome. Big, awesome dreams. But you know what's good? is to still be realistic about your big dreams. Because we can have great and mighty dreams, but if, you know what happens if we're not realistic about it? We end up becoming those talkers. I'm just going to create flight. I'm going to create a plane and we're going to fly. That's really great, but let's be realistic about this. What do we have to do to get there? You ready to put in the time? You ready to put in the effort? You ready to take and put in the money? You ready to put in all of the pain, all of the failure? Let's dream big, but let's dream big realistically. Say, so you know what? Let's go for that. You know, this also, this also entails stuff like this. And th- this is just the truth, okay? How many kids right now are in high school and their only plan in life is, I'm going to go play professional b-ball. That's what I'm going to do when I grow up. Stand a whopping five foot seven. I have a six-inch vertical leap. I can run myself a mile in a little over 12 flat. I'm going to become a b-ball star. That's what I'm going to do with my life. Well, you know what? Let's dream big, but let's dream big realistically. How many kids ever make it to pro ball? Very, very few. So, you know, although we want to dream big, and you know what, I'm going to aim towards that goal. I'm going to be realistic and say, you know what, might be still a good idea to take a couple business classes on the way. Might not be a bad idea to think a little bit about that while we go. Be a little realistic with that big dream as well. You know, a lot of those guys, they do. They spend their whole life looking for that pro basketball door. (laughs) They never can find it. And when they do find it, it's always locked. (laughs) They can never get through it. So, you know, it's kind of sad. And after we do start finding this direction in our life, let's begin to move in it. Many of us talk about doors we'd like to see. We talk about a purpose. And you know what, though? We're like this. (sighs) Man, wish I could find a door. Wish I could find a door to walk through. I've, I've looked all around. I just can't find good direction, good way to go. So many of us, so many of us are sitting or leaning up against the very door that God wants us to go in. 
and we won't move past the very first door. The purpose in our life, the direction in our life, isn't one doorway. Can I tell you that? The purpose and direction in our life is many, many doors down the line. Many doors down the line. But a lot of times, I think we're leaning up against door one. We're leaning against door one. And we don't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? We don't know whether or not to move in it. Here's the deal. You've got to move in whatever direction you're going. Don't sit around, twiddle your thumbs the whole rest of your life. Um, sometimes these doors aren't as important as we make them out to be. There's a few doors. You know what? I'm going to go become an accountant. I'm going to go do this. Well, there's two doors to two different colleges. Hmm. Maybe I'll take a year off and work, think about which one I want to do. You know, there's a lot of times, I'll be completely honest with you, I think a lot of times, I think it's kind of up to you, buddy. It, that one's closer to home. That one some of your friends are at. You know, let's sit down and think about it, pray about it, decide in our minds, you know what, what do you think's better? Take a walk through, you know what I mean? Start moving in it. Start moving in the direction you have for you. They might not be quite as important to doors as you thought. Whatever the direction we choose, whatever the purpose we find, we then need to start identifying doors that are walking in the right direction. If we're going south, we're not going to be looking for doors north, doors east or west. We're looking for doors that are headed in that correct direction of our love and of our, uh, our skills. Each one of you have doors to purpose. Each one of you have doors that are waiting for you, these pivotal moments that are going to take you in the correct direction. Um, make sure that they match your love and your skills. Um, I'm going to skip what we were going to do, actually. I'm going to wait, because I think it would be better next week. I think it would be better next week. But I want to continue, continue with this. Each one of us have a purpose. Each one of us have a direction, even if we don't see it yet. So we have to take and look in our lives which doors are functioning in that direction, in that purpose, and move forward through them. Seek out and find the doors of purpose. And what I mean is, is when we look at them, do they look inviting to our loves and to our skills? Or do they look like they wouldn't even fit through this door? You know what I mean? My, my love is like this, and it's shaped like this, and I don't even think it's going to fit through this door. Maybe it's not right for me. We have to be looking for which doors are going to take us forward, and we also have to be trying to identify which doors will take us away. It's really what we're going to continue with, especially next week. We're going to talk about doors that want to distract you. They look really, really good. Man, sometimes they just look astounding and beautiful. But you know, if we walk through them, we might never make it back. Walk through it, we might get so sidetracked, might take us in a different direction, waste so much time. So we have to identify those doors that are good and go through them and identify those doors that are bad and not the doors to distraction. So that's what we come as next week. Come back and bring friends with you who need to hear about this. Doors to distraction, things that want to take us away from it. I want to pray with you guys before we finish and then wrap it up from there. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that you are um, such a loving God, such a loving Father. I thank you, God, that... Um, even in this room, that there might be people who say, you know, I don't know direction for my life yet, but I love the fact, God, that you say in your word that even if we don't know right now, you have great and awesome plans waiting right around the corner for us. All it takes is that movement going forward towards it. I pray to you, God, that as we look at our lives and we start looking at what do I love? Man, what am I good at? 
I just pray to you that you would really direct that. I pray to you that we would open, our, open ourselves and say, God, does this match up? And ask you to help us as the, just the creator of the universe. I pray to you, God, that you would just be shown as, as mighty and powerful in this, Lord God. And I pray to you that each and every person in this room will find that purpose and that direction to a happy life, Lord God, and will find their doors to purpose. So, Lord, I thank you for tonight, and it's in your name that I pray, Jesus. Amen. Grab some more doors things. Get some more people to come. Come back next week. Doors to distraction. All right, love you guys. Bye. Oh, oh, oh.